Welcome to First Aid Copites, a podcast for Delaware's Liverpool supporters and their friends. It's January 4th. Happy New Year, dear listener. Well, we've now passed the halfway stage in this season's Premier League season. Uh, welcome to the latest edition of our show. I'm Paul, and I'm delighted to be joined uh, once again by Daz, uh, who's in Baltimore, and Hytham, uh, who has not been with us for a while, but super excited to, to have him here too. Um, hello, we're gonna talk hello. About... hello, hello. <laughs> we're going to talk about the Newcastle game, uh, and we'll look ahead a little bit, I think, to Arsenal in the FA Cup and Fulham in the League Cup. Um, but we'll probably devote most of the conversation to the Newcastle game. Uh, da, da, da. So, what is there to say about a game where probably broke all records on uh, and expected goals? Uh, Neil Atkinson, I think, said that the chart was broken. They couldn't fit on all of the expected goals that, that we had. Um, the, the most conservative of them was Statsbomb, which had us with a 6.9 XG. I think Newcastle had 0.6. Uh, it ended up 4-2. Felt like the game was in the balance almost till the very end. But, oh my goodness, certainly the best performance of the season from the Reds so far. Um, and the conditions weren't great. Uh, I'll, start, I'll start with you, Hytham, just kind of with the first half, really. Um, I, I, what I, I said off, off air, I, I watched this back. Um, there were a threat all the way through. In the first half, I counted chances. Let me go through this. In the first, second, third, 11th, 17th, that was offside, 23rd, two in the 25th, and then in the 35 minutes, which are all really, really good chances. Uh, perhaps dropped off after the 35th minute, after a series of decisions, I think, went against them, uh, um, as they quite rightly appear to be really upset and uh, with, with uh, Anthony Taylor's slightly bizarre performance. Yes, it was... Uh... Just, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, the one thing that popped in my head after all those chances that you uh, mentioned, Paul, was I believe a match from three, four years ago, uh, ago against Tottenham, uh, where Casamiga uh, was uh, the goalie who is actually doing pretty well nowadays in in La Liga for uh, Mini City uh, or Girona. Um, but I can't remember the number of saves he had that day. Um, it, it felt like a, a you know, a, a, you know, we, we're making, um, or, or it was like a training session for Casamiga that day, uh, pretty much. It felt like, and it, it you know, this match against um, uh, Newcastle felt the same way. It just felt like you know, whatever shot that was, you know. Uh, going um, at 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 uh, Dubrovka, he just blocked it. Um, and like I said, it, it just felt like deja vu uh, to me. But I, it was it was amazing. Just, um, I guess the exact opposite, at least in my head, of what happened against United. Um, because United, you know, we had position, we had everything, but, you know, the, the bus just prevented those types of chances uh, or the park bus. Um, but it was, uh, I, I enjoyed it tremendously. I was not, you know, at the end of, even after the missed penalty and um, 
so before I say this, every time we play um, right around, if we do not score by the 20th minute, I'm just like, okay, around the 42nd, 43, uh, 43rd minute, we're going to score. Um, and, you know, obviously did not, you know, after the missed penalty and, you know, we got, we got to the half and we were not scored, but I still, I was not worried by any means. I knew we would go in, um, Fluffo will say something to them and they'll come out and, and not only fire on all cylinders, but just go beyond that and actually, um, score. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that was, uh. Wonderful to watch. I mean, I enjoyed the first half as much as the second half, you know. Um, so maybe you had a bit more confidence than me, and we'll, we'll touch on individual performances in a while. But I mean, o overall, I think it, it, I think someone pointed out that uh, a couple of seasons ago, a season where we did the second season where we missed the lead by one point, we went to Leicester, missed a penalty right around the same time, missed mm -hmm. the rebound, and, and then kind of struggled. So, so it's clear that, you know, that missed penalty could have derailed them, uh, Daz. But it, it it sort of felt like, and, and to 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 Hytham's point, I mean, there was definitely a difference around the 30-odd shots against Newcastle versus the ones against Man United. These felt way more uh, dangerous. Uh, and we could talk about Dubravka, but um, I, I think they kept going. The thing I thought might derail them was not so much the penalty than just the bizarre uh, Taylor refereeing. So, so I, I think there was a mindset difference from where we've been in some even previous games this season? I think, strange, oh, ironically enough, I think that the change in the season started with the the, pre, the, the, the corresponding fixture at St. James's Park earlier in the season when we were 1-0 down with, with, with 10 men. Um, whereas the year before, that probably would have ended up 3 or 4-0 worse off. We dug, we dug into reserves that we, we've had, we've always had, we just seem to have forgotten about. Uh, new personnel probably probably had a big part to play in that too, but I think that's honestly when the minds the mindset shifted. Was Spurs after that? I think like uh, it cemented and it cemented it further that like those we we're, we're we're bigger than we think, and I think that they're starting to step into those shoes a little bit more now too. Uh, look, I'll, I'll I'll be honest, and and I know you saw our group chat. I was like, I've just seen this fucking movie so many times before from us where we just. Just, just decimating teams slowly, the death of a thousand cuts, and then they just managed to land one blow, and then like the the Mont Dubravko or some fucking no name brand goalkeeper stands on his head and plays the get literally the game of his life to stop us from taking any points from it, and I was like, God damn it! Just, I just to your point, I think you mentioned this early on in, in the in the podcast. You said like it, it felt like it was more on a knife's edge than than it probably was while watching it because. Up until that Cody Gakpo goal, when it was at the seventy-eighth minute, or six, it was it was a late, it was, it was fairly late on. Checks notes, um, seventy-seven. Yeah, oh, check me out. Um, yeah. I, I, it still felt it still felt like it, it could go either way, simply because of the way that they they counter they counter punched to get like what was it five minutes between our goal and theirs. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're yeah. right. There's there's just a different feel to the team if you look at it in with with kind of calculating neutral eyes but it's it's really tough to do that when like you're thinking fucking if we all we need is to, to put this game to bed and with three points up at, at the beginning of the new year and like we it's all before us at that point whereas if we drop points it's 
it's, it's still going to be close, don't get me wrong, because City's very close in the rearview mirror. Arsenal's not going away. It seems like Spurs are starting to put some stuff together. So it's it's not going to be at the canter that it was when we actually won the league, which is good. You know, I, 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 I generally don't like get, uh, seasons when you just someone wins it by 10 or 12 points, unless it's us, of course. But in general, yeah. I, it's... I, I yeah. don't like. I like it to. I like it to to to, to, to be some peril or or something that's you, you can that's invested into it. Yeah. But yeah, to your point, I think we're a different squad this year, and it's and 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 long may it continue. Because uh, after I look back at it, I was like, you know what, that was a really fucking consummate performance. Like mm-hmm. every statistic, Dubravka made fifteen saves. Before I made eleven saves, fifteen shots on goal, thirty-four total shots. So. Let's come back to that because I would like to talk about him. But I, 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 before we do that, because I, I think there was a relentlessness about Liverpool's performance, uh, which was in the first half. I, I would like to just talk about the second half first, and then then we'll do a piece on Newcastle and and kind of exactly how good Dubravka is. Because uh, I, I kind of read a few different things about about him. But let, let's talk. So so I'll go to you, Hytham. But the 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 first the second half started. With even more relentlessness than than the uh, than the, the the first um, the the first goal was absolutely awesome, and I, I would like to have a bit of a conversation about kind of where we are on Darwin Nunez because I think we know that uh, certain people in our community were trying to have an argument about Darwin Nunez on our uh, on our chat yesterday, um, but the 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 first goal was awesome from lots of respects diaz had not started the season or has not been playing well recently uh nunez um you know the narrative is because i hear this on all the national podcasts is you know he's kind of like still <laughs> we've talked about this before right like i'm not sure he's going to make it um the the pass from diaz the fact that nunez sets mo up without thinking about taking a shot from that angle just was just a fantastic goal, uh, and and I think it kind of created a blueprint actually about uh, like oh well if this guy's saving everything we'll just pass it around him, um, <laughs> and there we went. Uh, so uh, yeah, um, Hytham, really great start. Dubravka made two pretty good saves from uh, Darwin in the fiftieth and fifty second minutes. So essentially, it could have been three 0 before uh, Newcastle came back into it. But but the 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 start was really impressive for the second half. Yeah, definitely it was, and 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 you talked a little bit about the first goal. I mean, it's 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 just just the passing for the first goal was amazing. I, I mean, I I can see the sequence in my head. I don't even remember who passed it to who, other than you know the assist. Uh, but uh, it just felt like it went from you know the back to the left to the right and 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 back to the middle, and 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 it was just beautiful to me. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll say something about Nunez. Um, the one thing that I know about our coach is that if you are not performing, if you're not producing, you're not going to play. And um, I mean, you know, we've seen examples in the past, you know, the people that got, you know, for lack of a better word, kicked out of the squad, you yeah. know, your, uh, uh um, Sako, I think, um, and 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 multiple others. You know, um, I don't basically. I don't see Darwin being kept around just because of his price tag or whatever. Um, so there's something that they see in training 
um, lots of instances that we don't have privy to that qualify Nunes to be around. I understand, you know, his scoring touches is not there or whatever, but that's not the only thing that he does. You know, I you hear a lot of people saying that, and it's, you know, I, I truly believe it too, um, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't have a problem. I know, you know, we've, we've all talked about, you know, other strikers, um, you know, that have uh, have had or had issues, you know, scoring first, it takes them a while, all of that stuff. Even, you know, looking at um, Lewandowski nowadays um, in La Liga, he's not scoring. Um, this guy was scoring like 40 and 50 goals uh, just a couple of years ago. Uh, so th there are certain things. I, I don't think, you know, he's just not worth it. He's not good. All of that stuff, it's, it's, it's all crap. Um, I'm all about perform not, yeah, performance, um, drive, contributions, all of that. So and these are all there. Um, and then again, you know, just going back, you know, we would be, I don't know how many uh, points uh, less than what we have right now had it not been for him. You know, just Daz mentioned the uh, first match at Newcastle. I mean, he pretty much bailed us out. Um, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's uh, like you say, Paul, the display and just the fact that they came out, again, guns blazing, um, you know, was was nice to watch. You know, obviously every time, you know, we get um, scored against that easily, it's a little bit disappointing. But at the same time, you know, when that happened, I did not freak out. I just, I, I knew we would we were going to outscore them. And it's, you know, the whole narrative about, oh, you know, our defense is bad and all that stuff. You know, I just look at the numbers and, and we have the uh, least number of goals scored against us. Yeah. Well, we'll go on to talk about the national press because I, I had a few spins on that as well. That the we've been very fortunate as to how we ended up with the lowest number of goals scored. But going back to to us, there's there's kind of new news. I one thing I will say, I'm disturbed with a number of the legal references you've already started with. Um, that was not <laughs> expecting. <laughs> um, but uh, but but bye -bye. let's. I'll, I know. I'll, I am too myself. Okay. I'll, I'll go to go to. Uh, does talk about a couple of things uh, like feel feel free to weigh in on Nunez, um, uh, but I, the the thing I really uh, kind of next point I really wanted to touch on was we had a wobbly few minutes there. Uh, like we really should have done better with both Gordon and Isaac. I felt, and then like a couple of minutes later, uh, Virgil commits the foul on Almiron, uh, which was not as bad a foul as the fourteen rolls that he did, but it was still like it, it felt like he was a little off for a period. I don't know whether. He was unsettled by the fact that we should have been 5-0 up and somehow it was 1-1. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, we, we can talk negatively about Darwin. Well, people will talk negatively about Darwin. I think a lot of that's unfair. Um, but but it, it, those moments, did I did not enjoy those moments. Uh, the Virgil one was, you could see it coming. It was, a, it was a, he wanted to push it further Diagonally ended up pushing it more vertically. And Amaran's a quick little kid and he'd just come on. So he was he was going to be at the races. It was, it was, I don't think it was as dirty as people are trying to make it. It was more cynical than it was dirty. I, I just thought he seemed a just a little off for a couple of moments. And maybe it was about like he thought he had Isaac in his pocket and he didn't. 
Well, you talk about the goal that they scored. Well, there was the goal, and then there was the incident with Almiron, which I don't think was dirty by any means. I mean, even though Almiron tried to make it look like that, it was just more. He he just didn't look as supreme as he has probably for the last month. It was just it was lazy more than anything else. I think with the Isak goal, you see, probably ninety eight percent of defenders will lay themselves out in front of that, lay themselves out in front of that shot to try and block it. Verge doesn't do that. You, I can probably count on the on one hand the number of times that I've I've seen him throw himself in front of a shot. And yeah. I think we mentioned on this podcast before. He generally backs Allison to make those tighter angle saves, and it was right inside the post. You got to give it to Isak. He's a good he's a good finisher by and large. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and hats off to him. Like he, he took it well. But yeah, you can you can imagine that he was a little bit frustrated because. I, forget, I don't think it was Gordon that turned, I want to say it was Trent and Soboslai, right? It was the halfway line. Was it Gordon? Gordon, yeah, yeah. And I thought, I, I, I looked at that back and I was like, that's that's horrendous defending. Each of them looked at the other one like, oh, you're going to get him, right? Yeah. And it was just lazy. And yeah. it happens from time to time with Trent. Sometimes we'll see him like, he jogs back instead of sprinting to try and get, get to the back post to stop that, that, that cross to the back post. And it's bitten us a couple of times, notably in the Champions League final. Um, uh, against against Real, the most recent one, but it's it, it it is what it is. It's and and I think Neil Atkinson points to it as well. It's it's kind of the way we play. We, we play sometimes is we invite, we invite peril. Whereas some of the other teams are very peril averse and they 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 won't commit the same way that we commit. So yeah, and I thought like something you said earlier about the way that we're playing now. It kind of feels a bit more heavy metalish than it has previously. Um, and I think that, that Klopp is now backing the guys to get it right as he did in 2019, 2020, 2021. Actually, before last season, honestly. Um, so maybe because it's got a new crop and that they're younger, that they're fresher. But it does seem feel a bit more gung-ho than it has in the past. And it helps that, that Verge is being back to his, his loving best. Kanate seems to be getting it right more often than he doesn't. Joe Gomez has, has been phenomenal at left back. Like, I was... I was having kittens when he played against Luton, but you know what? Fair play to him. Like I've, I've, I've often been one of his his major detractors, but I, I, I love to be proven to be a twat, and he's proven me a twat this season. So, and again, long may that continue for for us and for him. It's been, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, he's been phenomenal everywhere he played. Yeah. Um, he might had, he might have had, you know, your usual typical snafu here and there, but in general, he's been. For me, one of the stars of the season so far, Mr. Yeah. Joe Gomez. I, I I was going to get to call out some heroes at the end, but let's go with Joe and we'll, we'll carry on with that. Well, well uh, to your point about the miss, the missed penalty, like I, I think that 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 oftentimes does set us back. I remember it was it was the it was the Bournemouth game right after the seven 0 where Mo missed a penalty, and they had one scra they scrambled one off the line, and we just didn't seem to be able to recover from that, and it was. It's like this this frustration crept in and then almost like a mini amount of despair. And to, to, to wrap it into what we were saying before, I just don't I don't think that that exists anymore. I think that's more for us than it is for them. But like I think I said to, I said, are they gonna give Salah the second one? And they're like, absolutely, because he backs himself. Yeah. Like and yeah. also you're gonna tell uh, sorry, Mo, I'm gonna give I'm I'm taking I'm giving this to Trent. He's <laughs> you say fuck right off. I take the penalties in this team. Change my boots. So so it's it's yeah. mine. Um, I'm good. 
so one thing that I'm reflecting on in what says what you shared is like it should have been Kanate, shouldn't it? Like like challenging Isaac down that side once it came past Trent. That I, I guess the, there may have been something a little off with how we. I guess that Kanate and Van Dijk were caught by surprise about how easily uh, Gordon escaped um, the two uh, midfielders at that point. So, okay. Um, want to jump ahead There's, uh, we'll come back to joe gomez definitely um but uh we're i'm in the 64th minute right here um Hytham. uh it, it brings on so so several people have said oh he didn't need to change it and you kind of look at uh, again what, watching the game back you look at it and like they're killing them i don't know why he need to change but it felt like the the jota gakpo gravenberg changes were pre-programmed and it just felt unfair, right? And this, you know, so they'd given it their best shot. They'd kind of held on, and and now these people are bringing on three equally good footballers uh, who are like ready to go, and you've got nobody to uh, to 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 bring in. Um, it felt like it took a couple of minutes, and Liverpool were absolutely relentless again. Um, it took all of what nine minutes for us to score again, um, but I, I, it's, it's amazing the way we can. Um, change the games wrong because I think we were always in control but we can inject something into a game that I don't know any other football team on this planet at this point can do that can they yeah I can't I can't think of any other team um I mean the closest the thing uh, the closest team is not even from this year I think city from like last year or the year before where they can bring in I don't know um, Mares start, you know, um, yeah. Silva on the right, and then bring in Mares or whatever. Uh, but yeah, this this season has been wonderful to watch. Like you say, Paul, how you could bring these guys who are really comfortable to the starters, um, and and it, not not um, just like you say, not to um, you know just do the same thing, but you can even change tactics, like. Um, playing, you know, I don't know, with four strikers or whatever. And, you know, they're all good, you know, bringing Gakpo in yeah. uh, with the other strikers. Um, you know, I think that's I, – I don't remember having that. Although the season when we signed um, – I think we signed Diaz in, in January too, right? Yeah, um, we did. Yeah, so it kind of felt like that. A little bit just from from a striker's perspective but now we have that with the strikers and um the midfield um so that that has just been wonderful to watch yeah yeah i say it feel, feel, feels unfair in many ways but it does seem that clock really has got to grips with the five subs um does um that so Joe there's, there was the Jones goal then from some really neat work from Salah and Jota, uh, as said earlier. Like oh here's the key, just pass it around this guy. <laughs> he, he, like if he can't save it, then he can't save it. Well, that was a, a absolutely beautiful goal. Um, and then four minutes later, uh, Gakpo from an incredible Mo Salah pass. Um, and the lesson, obviously, for Darwin Nunes was like, just scuff it, don't, don't, don't hit it like cleanly, because uh, that's that's you know, obviously not going to get the goal for like the Gakpo one. The Gakpo one, I was convinced was going to skip by the post, just by the way, by virtue of the way he scampered after it. And he hit it. I was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. I thought it might come back off the post or something like that, but it went in and fair. So like, I, 
VAR has kind of robbed us uh, to a very real extent of of like that that instantaneous joy of the ball going in because you have that 30 second to 45 second delay and in my head because it's tailored and whoever the hell's in the fucking booth down in london they're going to try and fuck us which they tried to do numerous times and they were at that point they were trying to take who was it, it was who was it out well i thought it was out well whatever it was it was one of the yeah, yeah. ball bags that doesn't like us which is numerous that's a fairly that's a big list, list. that's yeah, a big yeah. list <laughs> it's like a set like sent like a scroll at this point um yeah. He, I, I, it's when I went in, I was like, I oh, fuck, they're gonna chalk it off. He's, he's got to be off. And then it went, then like, so that it was coupled with the fact that I was like, oh, he's missed it. No, if I can, it's gonna be marked off, it's gonna be ruled off anyway. I was like, why am I like this? Why am I like yeah. this? Just enjoy the moment. Yeah. And, but it's that, 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 that second goal was a thing of beauty as well, to your point. It was because you look at the pass that Jota puts back inside for Jones to knock, like, Dubrovka almost got to that. It had to be inch perfect. I think it actually might have gone between his wickets. That was just, it was, it was just, it was lovely. And I think everyone said the same thing. You just like, fuck trying to blam it in from 25 yards. Just draw him out, knock it around and make him look silly. Yeah. Yeah. I do, I do want to talk to you about Drabavka. I've said this before, but uh, let's, let's persist with um, kind of some reg chat. Uh, if I didn't like the first goal, I hated the second goal. It was like, no one was blocking Botman. What, what was that about? But they decided, oh, we've won this already. I don't know that that was like. Um, if not, have you seen? I don't think I've seen that this season. Have we seen that this season, Hytham? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think West Ham. West Ham is known for their um, um, just stupidity and 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 uh, dirty games um, during um, set pieces. Uh, but I think it's it's just. I think it it was. Uh, I think Jota missed his assignment, and and I think. He either missed it, remembered it late, uh, or when he tried to get to Botman, I think it, it was already up in the air. So it yeah. just felt like it was a, a missed assignment or, you know. The dog know, ate his homework. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's one of those things that can happen. Uh, it's happened in the past, like I said. I haven't seen it, to be honest, that much this season, uh, but definitely past seasons where um, some teams just gave us a whole lot of issues when it came to set pieces. You, you, you do wonder actually whether that, that blocking assignment was with, um, I don't know, uh, Soboslai or, uh, or or Nunez. Um, and then, because where Jota was challenging him, that's where the big guy should be, be yeah. right? And, and Jota should be the guy blocking his run. But uh, but they, they they were both out by then, right? Yeah, that's what he was saying. Uh, it's like I think the shift the shift in person. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so let's not concede another goal like that ever again. Um, let's 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 kind of move on towards the end of the game uh, and how we wrapped it up. A couple of really sweet things. Uh, I thought the McAllister pass to Jota was uh, um, well. I think everyone thought that pass was just insane. Um, and then. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, there's been a lot of narrative, uh, not least from uh, Eddie Howe, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about before we're done with this, um, about how uh, being kind of uh, touched on the ankle um, is not enough to send you over. <laughs> I'd like, I'd, I'd like to try some tests around that. <laughs> Eddie, get Eddie Howe running as fast as he can and clip him on the uh, ankle and see if he can keep going. Um, 
for me, he never reestablishes his balance. So I'll, I'll start with you, um, Daz, uh, and then we'll do some uh, Salah and Curtis Jones and Joe Gomez chat. I think the end of the case is Dubrovka admitted to it. Yeah. Um, so whether or not some asshole pundit from Manchester that used to play for the shitty United team. Or Newcastle. Well, it has something to say about it. It's a kind of moot at that point when the goalkeeper that perpetuated said crime is the one that's owning up to said crime. So they can all get away to fuck. Uh, and also, if anyone's ever watched Diogo Jota play, it's not like he had to go past two other people. The goal was wide open and yawing. And for someone that loves to score as much as he does and is as much as a predator in front of goal he is, you're telling me he'd rather go down and allow someone from 12 yards to try and block a shot when he was eight yards out and the fucking goal was wide open. Neither of those defenders were going to make it back in time. That was like, no, I'm not, I'm not having that type of bullshit. That's Diogo Jota. He's going to try. It's, it's Jota the slaughter. Like he, he'll step on his own dick to try and score. So like he, to me, like he took that, he took it and like, Oh, he took an extra step. Yeah. But he never had balance. Right. It's right. Like, the extra step he took. Was not with the foot that was clicked, clipped, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. when he landed on the foot that had been clipped, he was off balance. Yeah, like I go back to the game of the Brighton match that like years, a couple of years ago, when Andy Robertson clipped uh, Welbeck, and Welbeck made an absolute meal of it, facing the other direct, facing his own goal. Yeah, like that. Then, like no one said a fucking word about that. Oh yeah, it's just the rules of the game. Well, you can have it both ways, mate. Like those are yeah. the rules of the game. If you knock someone down and they're in the box. And there's a goal scoring opportunity, it's definitely a penalty. So it feels, it feels like it's an easy narrative for, for national pundits to like talk about Liverpool's easy penalties and you know how the twat fed into it, I think, with uh, his comments post game. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the disingenuous man before we're done here. Um, uh, but so, uh, just one point, um, I, I watched the game on Sky, and after the game, Carragher was saying the same thing. And I'm just like, seriously, everything that you just mentioned, Daz, about how Jata wants to uh, score goals, he knows he's not going to take the penalty because there's a penalty taker. Mm -hmm. um, and then he's like, oh, the goal is open. Why would he, why would he, uh, you know, uh, fall down? I'm just like, because he got clipped. That's yeah. why. And you see it, you know, <laughs> slow yeah. motion. With, and, 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 and actually, if you watch it in slow motion, you, uh, you know, you might start questioning it, but when you yeah. see it in real time, it's 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 the reaction of a person that got clipped. Yeah. So actually, Sean Rogers on today's uh, yesterday's review show said that people shouldn't be allowed to use slow motions uh, only in exceptional circumstances because it distorts it the does. way of the game. Uh, in real time, he's running really fast. He's changing direction. His ankle gets clipped, and by the time he tries to plant his foot again. He, it's like it, it's not in the place he wants it to be. Yeah. And also think about the review. <laughs> it, it feels like one of those, like how, like how, how much more Anthony Taylor would have self-flagellated when he got home after that, that performance, having to give us two penalties at home. That's extra lashes across the back. That's another like notch in that, that, that belt on the thigh that bites deeper. Like that guy, he doesn't give us penalties for shit. Or he tries yeah. not to, he tries his best. Throughout the course of the game, like and I think you said in your in your agenda, throughout the course of the game, he was making ticky tack decisions for them and, and not for us. Like he was definitely like a lot of his 
and they're, they're small, they're minor, like they're like, oh, okay, it's a judgment call. But a lot of the judgment calls are going in one direction and not the other. So for him and the VAR crew to, to afford us two penalties in the same yeah. game at Anfield, well, come on. Let, 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 let's get to the officiating because I have a theory that the Tompkins Times analysis is really focused on big chances. So on the basis of this game, he's going to come out smelling of roses because he gave two big chances to big decisions to Liverpool, even though he gave a million other decisions which were potentially meaningful not to us. But let's let's finish off with the Reds because I, I I think they deserve their own spotlight. Um, they, they nearly scored again after after the, the the that goal. It could have been five two. I mean, it could have been eight nil. Whatever. Um, but there were some magnificent performances. Salah, uh, I thought the second half was pretty incredible. Um, like it was like um, I'm I'm not gonna let it, the, the the penalty miss put me off. He he's now at uh, one fifty one uh, for Premier League goals. Which I think I, I I didn't do the analysis on this. I think that puts him at two oh four, um, which is now only twenty four behind Billy Little, which is the counter keep kind of working on in terms of all time Liverpool goal scorers. Um, performance was phenomenal. I'll, I'll, I'll we'll talk about Curtis and Joe Gomez in a, in a minute. Haitham, Mohamed Salah. No, his 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 incredible. Um, and I'm I'm to be honest. I'm I'm way past getting frustrated with uh, I don't want to call him misses, but you know everything that can be negative about the way he plays. Sometimes you know from being selfish, um, you know, uh, you know taking shots where he needs to pass, all of that stuff. I'm 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 just way past that because he is so good at creating for others you know the same way just as good as 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 you know creating for himself um and and you you can you know i'm not just saying that based on what i see i look at the stats too and and, and um you know i think his his number one uh nowadays um you know above everyone else in the premier league when it comes to assists um and goals and i think chances created or whatever uh, there's no one even close to him yeah um so yeah it's, it's just it's it's phenomenal to watch him do all these things um and like i say you know there are times where, where, when i get you know i kind of like uh regress and and go back to uh you know <laughs> how i used to be when it comes to um being disappointed by something that he did or or, or whatever, um, I, I I'm just I'm more, I just want to watch and see, even when he messes up, like how he's gonna correct it because nine point nine times out of ten, he's gonna correct it, yeah, somehow. Yeah. For me, it's the ridiculous comparisons. It's like the fact that he was left out of that 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 best best eleven recently and they put Ronaldo in there. Like, come on. Like, I wonder if like, he was playing for a team in blue in London, if the narrative would be different. And the, I guess the argument could be made, but he just doesn't get the plaudits that he deserves. And it's yeah. and it's for silly reasons. Like I said, he's like, oh, Eden Hazard was a much better dribbler. Eden Hazard at his best year was not close to, uh, to, 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 to Mo in his worst. 
Yeah. And so yeah. if you're using like he he's not he's not a pretty dribbler to somehow knock him down, like it's come on, like you're you're, you're engineering a grievance or or or, or 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 bullshit points to try and pull down probably one of the best players that's played in the EPL period. Now he's going to be a one season wonder. Well, seven seasons in, yeah, he's 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 he's, he's, he's defied all of your odds, and like people just continue to try and develop these ridiculous, disingenuous, bad faith comparisons, and it's 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 boring. And Justin says it all the time in our chat. He's like, that's none of our business. Like, yeah. I feel for Mo because he's never going to see, he, he just, he, not that he never will. Like, people that know, know. And I, and I think that a lot of people that in, in the, the pundit class, the ex-players, like, you've, they've, they've pulled back the curtain a couple of times to show you that, like, they, they absolutely have agendas. Like, they, 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 they will not give, for example, like, just as a tangent, like, they will not, they will not talk about us in the title race. And it wasn't just us. Someone said in Sky Sports, they did the same thing. They talk about like the game against uh, Arsenal's game against West Ham. They said how this will impact the title race because it's going to allow uh, Manchester yeah. City to get closer. They didn't mention us in the same breath, despite the yeah. fact that we're sitting on top of the heap, like five points at, at that point, eight points ahead of, of, of City. So, so let's touch on that in a little while, but let's just round out Salah because I, I do think that uh, what, he's the fifth player to score 150 goals or more in the Premier League. Um, and who's in front of him? Uh, Rooney, uh, uh, Aguero, uh, Thierry Henry, somebody else. Uh, those those people don't include all the people you mentioned, right? Drogba, Hazard, uh it doesn't even include Shearer because Shearer scored 148 goals for Newcastle, which may be why he was so pissed off this weekend about, about, <laughs> us, about us winning. Is it was it is it Kane? Kane. Kane is the other one, yes. Thanks, Hytham. Yeah. All those other main people you mentioned play strikers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 But 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 to the point also doesn't include Hazard, Drogba, and Shearer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Joe Gomez. We we talked about him. Um, he's been fantastic. Um, a little concerned about how many minutes he's played. So mm -hmm. we'll talk about the formations for this weekend. Um, but uh, I, mean, I mean, he he's looked like the footballer I think we knew he had in in twenty nineteen, hasn't he? He has. Like I said, I'll hold my hand up. Um, I've I've slaughtered him up and down the pitch. I just I thought it was beyond him. And it's 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 just been awesome to see like his his redemption arc. Is he how old is he now? He's he's still not old. We've had yeah, him. We had him when he was a teenager under Rogers, right? Twenty seven. Yep. Twenty seven. Yeah. So like this is this is generally when defenders started like to develop like that 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 kind of like that that swagger that you get from experience. And if his if his body can manage to hold out there, like I don't see this. I don't think I don't see that there's any like any reason that he won't continue to get better because like a lot of, I think we we hold a lot of players in in like in in isolation without looking about stuff that goes on around them like like they're not automatons no not all of them quite frequently it can be something as as simple as uh, like a death in the family or a family get a family member getting 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 Enough. kidnapped like it's. Yeah. They're human beings, and as such, like they're, they're gonna, they'll, there'll be rhythms to, to like ups and downs, and and he might, he's like anytime he's had a string of games, he's gotten 
he looks like a more accomplished player. Like imagine that. So, but we're like, oh, you parachute him in because you need a, a, a backup fullback or you parachute him in for uh, a central defensive role because it's, it's a meaningless Europa League or domestic cup game. And if he doesn't, by God, if he's not 9.8 out of 10, we, we, we shit on him out of hand. And I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of this. So I, I, I can, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about from experience. So it's just been really nice to see his like redemption arc might be a bit ridiculous, but I'm going to use it anyway. Fuck it. I mean, I think the thing that I take away actually from the last couple of games um, is that one of the fears is Gomez and indeed Luis Diaz had incredible pace at some point when they played for Liverpool. And it felt that both maybe at some point in their careers questioned whether the injuries had cost them that pace. Mm-hmm. I think the last two games for Gomez, maybe more than the last two, and certainly the last game for Diaz, have said, hmm, they still got it. They really still got it. Um, yeah. uh, so, Hytham, uh, let's finish off the Liverpool segments and then we'll talk a bit about Newcastle and officiating. Um, Curtis Jones. Wow. Um, the scouts are in our team. Well, I mean, the other scouts are in our team. Um, God, he, I thought he was incredible against Newcastle. Um, in fact, a, apparently his XG chain, which I'm not sure is a stat I understand, but I truly believe in, was like, was it four or something? It was like ridiculous um, about how much he contributed towards creating chances. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been playing great. I mean, he's another player... Um, kind of like you know, um, Gomez. He's had a lot of uh, injuries. I mean, not as serious as Gomez's uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, his his comeback and and um, I just feel like as of recent, and I I can't remember how long back, but he plays with a lot of confidence. Um, um, you know. I don't know if it's because his it's definitely you know I think it's because of uh, his starting more um, and playing more um, and and you know I've heard I've heard this so many times from uh, from club himself it's like you know they're asking about this player and that player and why is he um, not playing well or versus what wow, oh uh, his his has improved a lot over you know this period of time. And his answers, you know, this is not verbatim, uh, but it's always like, oh, they're they're getting more playing time, and and that's what a player needs to, um, you know, get better and 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 do what they need to do. But yeah, with, with Curtis, it's, it's just, um, it's one of those things. And again, you know, just going back to what we were talking about earlier about how versatile of a midfield on top of the strikers. Um, uh, we have right now. I mean, we, we talk a lot about Sobos Lie, we talk a lot about McAllister, and, and you know, nowadays, I mean, Endo and all of that stuff. But we have Harvey and Curtis, and, and they are really, really good players, you know, good options. And um, it just feels like, you know, we ha- we've had five strikers uh, or five good strikers, and now we do have um, five great midfielders that are in interchangeable to a certain degree. Yeah. Uh but one one last thing I want to say about Gomez actually, just going back to Gomez. I am predicting that he's gonna score his first goal for Liverpool <laughs> <laughs> this season. And as soon as he does that, I'm actually buying his jersey. 
Well, I'm not holding my breath, but I hope that doesn't mean we won't, don't win the league. Um, but what one final word on Curtis? Actually, um, I, I think he played in the uh, the England team that won the under twenty one Euros last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of players in the team who've had a lot of hype. Um, Morgan Gibbs White, um, uh, Cole Palm, uh, Anthony Gordon. Yes, yeah. Uh, Trafford, the goalie. Uh, Chapo Mekwa or whatever his name is from Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, Madweke, 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 Madweke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so Curtis looked like the best player on the team in that tournament, and he's never going to get the credit for being a better player than any of those people because he plays for Liverpool. But um, like, hopefully, this is a tra trajectory that we're going to continue to see expand. Um, before we're done with this game, um. Let's get into a little bit of the officiating and and start with Newcastle. Uh, so Daz, they did they they did look a little dangerous on the break. Uh, it was really narrow offside in the first half. Um, I, I, you choose where you begin. The disingenuous Mister Howe uh, uh, with his two answers about XG and wanting a foul for Longstaff, mm. um, and Dubravka, who I've heard. Um, is a really good shot stopper, which I think we saw, but positionally is not great, which I think we saw as well. So Dubravka, Eddie Howe, I'll leave the other one to um, Python. Okay, so Dubravka, I, I, during the commentary, I don't know if you listened to the commentary, who was who was the who was the color guy? It was our, our old... It, I, I couldn't hear it because it was very loud and poor, but I think it was Jim Beglin. It was. And Jim Beglin pointed out more than once the way that he was stopping shots and they were going right back into dangerous positions. Yeah. So he made a couple of really good, inst like instinctive saves. The, the primarily the one I'm thinking of was uh, the one where uh, Dahl was right on the doorstep and he just managed to get his body, get body in front of it. That was that was a good one. There was he made a couple of good saves, quite a few, well, what could have been considered somewhat routine saves, although he made them look great. You'd expect a lot of the goal, like of, of professional goalkeepers at that at that level, to be to make the stop. But yeah, Beglin kept making the point is like he keeps parrying balls back into dangerous positions when he makes the save. So that's just quickly. There was that one uh, where Nunez had the shots. I thought that was a to me that looked like an incredible save uh, where he tipped it over. Yeah, like, like I said, he, he made a couple of really good saves, and, and Darwin. I think someone someone said in one of the different podcasts is like he's. He has been incredibly unlucky that some goal, the goalkeepers are making these unbelievable saves or some some fantastic strikes. Um, unlucky or not, or, or just or skill or luck, a bit of maybe a bit of both. But um, Dubravka, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but Dubravka basically rugby tackled uh, Sadio Mane, like it was it was on the doorstep, could have knocked it in with his hat, and he grabbed him around his thigh and held him for like two seconds and then let him go. Nothing came of that. I saw that today. Yes, yes. So oh. again, I, I I guarantee Dubrovka plays gets gets plays Sunderland gives up three and two of them will be straight jam goals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wonder. I wonder if uh, uh, what's his name um, the the injured goalkeeper um, Nick Pope. Pope. I, I'm not thinking Pope, Pope saving them. No, no. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if he if he uh, if he would have had the same type of performance. You know, like had he been in goal or whatever. Um, but yeah, like, like I, I said earlier, you know, it, it's a 
I agree with you there's a combination of things you know he made a couple of saves but we fed him the ball at you know I guess easy positions for him to save the ball um so yeah I I, I don't see him or I, I I don't remember and I watch a lot of uh, Premier League matches I just I don't remember him making that number of saves in before. So, so again, the description I've heard about him is he's not great. I mean, like they tried to talk about Pope being a great sweeper keeper. He's not, but being better positionally than Dubravka, but Dubravka will make saves, um, and which is clearly what he did against us until we just passed it around him. Uh, well, Trafford says so there's been a couple of standout performances by goalkeepers this season. Trafford kept Burnley in it too. That could have. Quite easily been five or six as well. He made he made quite a few fantastic saves in that in that as well. Did and the one the one went through his legs, but and uh, his other friend from Manchester, Paul Tierney, helped him out a couple of times. Um, but uh, <laughs> we, let's talk. Let's, let's not just before we go to officiating. Eddie Howe, ugh, disingenuous to say the least. Um, asked a couple of questions um, about the XG. He said, well, they had a couple of penalties that explains the fact that it was seven point whatever it was, and we had point six. I mean, I mean, talk about deflect, deflect, deflect. Uh, and then he claimed that, well, Longstaff was fouled, and that would have made it 2-2, two -two, and the Jota thing was definitely not a penalty. Um, how, so Justin really wants him to get sacked because he doesn't like him at all. Um, I, I, I don't like the man. Um, I think there's something a little flawed about him. Um Back me up. Yeah, yeah. He he comes off as the nicest person on the planet, um, but then you watch the tactics and and some of the stuff that his players do, and it's just like uh, I don't think you're that nice. Um, yeah. But you know, talking about some of those comments, like you know that foul on Longstaff and, and the penalty on Jota or whatever. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. I mean, it's 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 it, it, it kind of reminds me of what um, uh, Ten uh, Ten Hag does nowadays on a regular basis, on a weekly basis. Actually, um, it's all about deflecting, you know, because his team is not performing and he's mostly behind it. Um, I understand with Eddie Howe, you know, the injuries, all of that stuff, you know, are, are factors. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're all making signs, you know, quote unquote factors or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's again, that's just to me, it's just him a tactic uh, for him to to either try to change the narrative, save his job, I don't know, um, um, defend his players or whatever. And it's it's the exact, I don't know, it's it's like a a different reality um, or a different dimension or whatever of uh, what we're actually have what we're seeing and what's happening so ideal narrative from what i'm hearing then is that uh they get beat by sunderland this weekend he hangs onto his job for another week and he plays 11 men behind the ball against city and they don't score um which would help us out nicely and then we might not be so harsh on him um, i said ages ago that eddie howe was, was not the man for the job they brought him in because of what he did at bournemouth they yeah. they punched way above their weight and made it into the Champions League this this last season, and I think with or without with or without their their suspensions and their and and their 
the laundry, they do have a laundry list. I, I'm, I'm not going to be disingenuous. They do have a lot of, a lot of injuries, but I think he would have been found out eventually. And I think yeah. it's, now he's ahead of schedule being found out and be, uh, he might be the, 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 the master of his own demise because of his, his initial success. Like, uh, the fact that, that what's his name? Tyndale is allowed in that box and nothing happened. Oh, good he Lord. Yeah. He set up a picnic what is that about? fucking box there and he was having tea with him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was, I was actually looking for Pep to stand in the box and, and just hold his uh, <laughs> index finger up to his mouth uh, and, and yeah. just look at the. Oh, it's was, a tender. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to that rule? Okay. Final words on this game officiating. Um, take whichever one you want. Um, I, I mean, it felt very Anthony Taylor. Uh, and I, I mentioned earlier about the big chances uh, is what Paul Tompkins is measuring, not the individual fouls. Oh my God, he gave a lot of fouls against us. Um, and and I, I, I'm this kind of obsessive person. I watched the whole game, was checking off the number of fouls he gave that would like throw Newcastle, either them being touched and falling over or, or like Luis Diaz being barged in the back, not getting a foul, and then getting booked for complaining about not getting a foul. Uh, there was that yellow card incident too, when uh, was it Sobosly got pulled back by Joe Linton? Oh my God, Joe Linton! How many fouls did he commit in that game? Uh, it's I guess he's he's one of those players like the 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 Fernandinho type where referees are like, oh, it's just him being him. He's just being that boy again. Oh, well, let's let it go. Despite the fact that he's fucking nobbling people all over the shop, yeah, it's I, they, apparently there's some justification for why he didn't do it, and I, I, I didn't, I, I couldn't be asked to look at it because, the, like, the fact that you had to go and drum that, like, dig that rule up when it was quite yeah. clearly a cynical foul that deserved a yellow card, regardless of how long you let play go on for, like, the fact that you have to drum up some old rule to justify why he didn't give it to him. Yeah, the rule the rule seems weird because it seems designed to help uh, Brazilian uh, midfielders who pull their players back and don't succeed. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, it, it was totally weird. Um, I thought, I mean, the conclusion I drew from it was like, uh, it, it's him. And the great thing was, it was like in the second half, he was still being him. And we were so focused on winning the game that we left behind that like malaise at the end of the first half, I thought. Mm. Um Haitham, any final perspective on? Uh, yeah, my, my my view on referees, to be honest, might be a little bit not controversial, but different. Um, I just I, I feel like a lot of them were just incompetent, and and I know you know some might feel um, biased and all that stuff. Um, there's only one referee that I think has an agenda, uh, Mister Tierney. Uh, because it's it's just it's so, um, I don't know, so easy to to point out uh, based on what I see. But the rest of the referees, to be honest, I think they're just they're not that good. Um, so, and it's it's based on what I see in the different games. It's not the same amount of of incompetence, but it's there. Um, and again. <laughs> Incompetence is not something that you can really quantify. Um, yeah, you can. The quality. I don't know, yeah. man. I, I just. It's Anthony Taylor, one big bag of incompetence. <laughs> so, so actually, uh, I think you make a great point, actually, because uh, 
what happens is people who are like, oh, it all works out in the end. We'll talk about, oh, these people talk about conspiracy theories. I don't think anything of this is conspiracy theories. Yeah, I, I think Tierney does not like Liverpool. That's pretty plain to see, right? The data on the calls shows you that. Yeah, yeah. Taylor and others are just weird at Anfield, especially Anfield, where they won't typically give us calls, except, yes, they gave us two, but then it was counterbalanced, as it had been in previous games. I'm sure Sean will refer to the Chelsea game where Reese James got sent off, and we did not get a single foul in the second half, mm. despite having all the ball and uh, playing against 10 men. Uh, I think that there's a, I don't want to be you know intimidated by this crowd kind of thing goes on. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. conspiracy. It's just, you know, the data says there's weird things happening. Oh, Except yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and even going back to um, the game in Europe where Mourinho just went after him and then, you know, Roma fans were giving him a hard time and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't watched that game, but I'm sure it's because of some idiotic, you know, decision that he made or a few decisions that he made. Uh, but it just, it's, it's a pattern to me. Yeah. I watched the game and I, I don't think that was particularly bad. I mean, Roma yeah. lost. Which was yeah, they did. Yeah, they but, did. yeah. Did you? I don't know if you heard it, Paul, but the crowd, uh, the crowd was was uh, was, did did recognize his, his contributions or lack thereof at the end of the at the end of the first half. There, so it's, it's only the second time I've ever heard a referee name checked at Anfield. What, what was their chance? I believe it was "fuck you, Taylor." Okay. <laughs> well, thank God the players didn't respond to that in the second half because they were awesome. No, not least of which were Salah, Jones, and Gomez we talked about. But there were so many great performances. We barely mentioned uh, Endo. Um, anyway, great, 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 great game. Hopefully a sign of uh, how we're going to play going forward. That's the end of, I want to say part one, but I think part two and part three will be very short. But uh, we'll, we'll end that part here. Hey, welcome back to part two of First Aid Copites. Uh, we are probably just going to do a part two. Um, first bit, we're going to talk about uh, how flawed Liverpool are, according to the national narrative, and um, like generally look at our chances about how we think things are going to go, because obviously City are going to go on a run, they're going to win the league, says everybody who's in working for a national newspaper. I'm not sure about anybody else. And then we'll go on to talk about Arsenal and Fulham and how we think we should deal with those games. Let's start with the, um, I, I don't know which particular national pundit you want to pick on, um, but um, it feels like I heard this week after Liverpool's win over Newcastle, people wanted to point to the fact that we conceded goals and not the fact that we, we wiped the floor with a team that probably for the first time in ages have put out their best 11, almost best 11, and, um, and we treated them with like, quite a lot of disrespect. Yes. Disrespect is a very nice way of putting it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, I was talking to Hytham about this off air. It's like, do we, do, should we really care anymore? Because it just feels like it's more of the same. And anyone mm -hmm. that's ever watched a game of football or watched a, a title race or a lead race unfold can tell you is like, these guys are, 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 are getting it done. And the fact that yeah. you are, you continue to just, discount them or dispel them or cast them aside or try to come up with these agendas like well 
they gave up two goals in this game without referencing the fact that we've we've given up the fewest goals in in, in the division so far. It's like it's just a bad faith, disingenuous bullshit that they could. It's just boring. It, it's it's boring. Like I, I guess it would be equally as boring to say as our oh, Liverpool's good again, and and they, but they won't do that. They 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 can't bring themselves to do it, and they they tie themselves in absolute like philosophical knots, trying to trying to 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 make it seem like that we're not a force again. And it's and I was saying to Kaitham as well. I was like, that's that's cool. Like if anyone loves it to be the underdog. It's Jurgen Klopp. In fact, he goes out of his way to somehow make us appear to be an underdog, despite the fact that he knows how much talent we have. So that's that's more it's more fuel for us. Like that, these are the headlines that he can put up on the dressing room walls. Like, look at these numpties. Again, let's go out and prove these assholes wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, Hytham uh, perspectives. I mean, I don't know because I know you listened to the Sky coverage, right? Um, which I understand might even be worse um, than uh, some of the stuff that we get to listen to here. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen to Sky coverage sometimes. Um, I, I try not to listen to the uh, coverage on here in the US um, just because of <laughs> some of the personnels that they have. Um, uh, ESPN, is, FC... Just, just, just a quick... Points of clarification: Is that about which Neville brother you end up listening to? No, no, no. I'm I'm talking about um, your Tim Howards and um, uh, the Robbies. Higgum, yeah, Higginbotham. The Robbies, you know, to a certain extent, I I don't mind, yeah. but it's uh, Higginbotham and and, and oh, Tim you don't know they've had Phil Neville on recently. Yeah, I, I've seen that, but I switched <laughs> the channel so fast. Um, yeah. It was like <laughs> you know, I saw the Poltergeist or something. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I uh, uh, you know, the, the the same like what Daz was saying. I just I, I I don't really care anymore about what people say. It just it goes you know in one ear and out the other. Um, you know, even ESPN FC, which I got rid of uh, recently, uh, just the narrative on there sometimes. Uh, especially from a person like Steve Nichol, who is uh, you know. A Liverpool legend, um, and he's always after our defense. And I'm just like, dude, look at the stats, look at the numbers, yeah. and and sometimes he 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 gets challenged actually, and he's like, well, you know, I come from you know uh, a background of of being a defender, and I just hate seeing goals. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We have the best defense on paper. It's an um, illusion, Hytham. I think you'll find it's an illusion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm saying all of that too. Um, say I just I, I don't really care what people say. Um, um, even the Salah thing, I think I, I, I talked to you guys uh, yesterday or the day before, and just going a couple of years ago when him and Mane went to uh, Afcon 2021, we played six games, we won five, uh, drew one, um, and and our striker said and midfield said. Wasn't even comparable. Damn. Um, so yeah, I'm not worried. Yeah, I I, I do think um, whilst we may be overegging how good this team is, um, you know, based on a couple of really great performances and some that were just okay, and sometimes just okay is good enough. I, I just don't think they've quite twigged 
how good this team could be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the constant focus on Nunez's lack of goals. And it's like, he scored fucking more than Saka. It's like, let's start with that. You know? um, anyway, uh, should we talk about Arsenal and Fulham? Don't see why not. They're right there. Okay. So Arsenal coming up this weekend uh, in the third round of the FA Cup. And there's lots of games to go if you want to win the FA Cup. That's worth knowing. Um, and then on Wednesday, we've got Fulham in the first leg semi-final. First legs might be kind of weird to people who are not kind of that familiar with how this tournament works, which is a bit bizarre because every other game is a knockout. And this one, the semi-final, for some reason, has a first leg and a second leg or home and away. Um, we play at Anfield on Wednesday, we play at uh, uh, Emirates on Sunday. Uh, it's hard not to see them as linked in terms of formations. Um, so we'll talk about formations. Um, uh, and it's hard not to think, is it, that the, the semi-final is more important than the third round? Because there's lots to get through. Um, so, uh, which probably plays into formation. So, Daz, where are you in terms of like thinking about these two games and how we might line up? I think that Klopp will go harder for for both than you think, because I think that there's a there's a length, a fairly decent gap if I'm if I'm seeing this properly. Between... Ten days, yeah. Oh, oh unless uh, we draw against Arsenal, in which case uh, we would end up playing in the middle Midway, of the football. Yeah, in the middle of that break, we basically yeah. lose our midweek. We lose our midweek break. So I'm thinking if that ends up happening, he's playing the under tens again. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, because he's gonna he's promised his guys like uh, yeah. vacations in Marbella or or wherever they what the hell they want to get somewhere warm. He has, yeah. So yeah, um, I think I think you'll probably see him going a lot a lot harder in both simply because uh, this is me in terms of like the the mind games. Like if he can hang one on on Arsenal, not only does it knock them out of the cup, I think that it already it puts more weight on their already burdened shoulders because in that thing. And I think that it's been proven over the course of the last couple of seasons with this Arsenal team. And if, if, if things start to go against them, they, they do have a hard time rising back up to the challenge vis-a-vis the fact that they were on top of the league at the, in Christmas and, and they, they didn't necessarily piss it away, but they, they, they put together some performances that champion winning teams don't. And they look like, they look like, uh, efforts by teams that, that that who had had their confidence rocked. So uh, it is still a game against a, 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 like one of the top rivals. Um, I think that that Arsenal at home will treat it with more respect than than you might have thought previously. And again, it, it's also against us, so they are going to want to try and win that game, maybe to to, to right the ship. Um, I think that we have enough in the tank to go stronger than we think that we probably could with with Mo gone. Um, obviously, that that leaves a, a a massive void on that side. I wouldn't. I'd probably expect to see Harvey fill that. And if that's the case, you could. Uh, I just. I'd probably say Harvey seems like the most natural, uh, the natural uh, successor, so to speak, for it. But I wouldn't. Wouldn't surprise me if that come doesn't come with some sort of uh, um, formation change, because Harvey seems to do a lot better when he's. When he's facing the other goal and he has support, whereas you'll see oftentimes that Mo gets isolated on that outside and is expected to perform, perform like something that requires a little bit more pace than 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 Harvey has. He's a very intelligent player. I love Harvey, 
I don't think he has the type of pace that he's going to need to, to do the same type of things that Mo has, even if Mo's lost a step. Uh, so I would, uh, you could, there's an argument that you could try Gakpo out there. Um, uh, you could try Jota out there. There's, there's, there are options. Well, didn't he play Diaz, Gakpo and Elliot against West Ham? And that wasn't bad. Yeah. 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 That's that, well, having said that West Ham just, just beat them. I just, I, I don't know if it's, I'm thinking more long term, depending on how long how long he's gone. I think I feel like that Harvey's probably most likely to step into that role. Yeah, and I'm probably I'm thinking that's probably why he didn't see the pitch against against Newcastle because he's going to play the next two. Yeah. Okay. Fair um, but yeah, so but to your point, I think Fulham is definitely the more important of the two. Yeah, but I still so, think he'll go hard uh, harder than we think he will in the Arsenal game. Well, I think he's able to, right? Because he's actually, depending on Sabozlai's uh, injury, and uh, you know, I wouldn't play him against Arsenal, even if he's fine, um, so that he's ready for some of the games coming up. What, what What's your thoughts, Hytham, about uh, selections? And I, I'll, 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 I do want to go and talk about the defence, because they brought Owen Beck back from a loan. Um, I, I think that sounds to me like, even if he's going somewhere else that he may well be playing because we don't need Joe Gomez to be playing against Arsenal. Let's start with that. Yeah, I think I, I think that that was the only um, addition that, you know, I was going to put on the table uh, on top of what Des was saying. It's just uh, Owen Beck coming back. Um, and, and I think the fact that the timetable of... of uh, um, Robertson coming back, you know, has been extended or whatever. Um, I yeah. think him coming back is not the same as you know bringing Reese Williams back and 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 um, um, Nat Phillips. Nat Phillips. Not Nat uh, from uh, RB Leipzig. Um, Carvalho. Carvalho, yeah, it's it's not the same. He was brought back, I think, for that reason to to back up. Gomez at least for the next couple of months um, so I see him playing in the next couple of games I don't know if it's the Arsenal one or the Fulham one um, the other thing about the Arsenal match have they lost the last two home games um, I know they lost to West Ham um, and no I don't think they lost two they've lost three of the last five, I think. They got beaten by Fulham at, at Craven Cottage, I want to say. Yeah, Craven Cottage. Okay. Okay. Only one home game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, it's a, you know, I think I agree with Daz that they're going to come out swinging, I guess, for their fans or whatever, and, and just restore some of the faith. I'm, 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 Maybe. To be, you know, to be honest, I'm not really... Um, I'm indifferent about the result <laughs> for this one. Is, um, is that you too, Daz? You indifferent about FA Cup? I, I I used to live for the FA Cup as a kid. I I love the pomp and the circumstance and and the ceremony. But as I've gotten older, that's it. Just seems to be like it's treated with with kind of the back of the hand by some of the bigger clubs until until they're in it, and then it's. At, but at that point, I think you're really like, well, guys, kind of short dicked it the whole way through until this point. So yeah. why yeah. should we care now? But it, it, it's silverware. If this had been, if this had been like in the, the later rounds or the quarterfinals, then I think that I, I probably would have been more up for it. But 
There's there's yeah. there's bigger there's bigger fish to fry. We're closer to being fry, frying one fish. Um, I I just don't think that 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 this is as important as the others. Having said that, I don't think the clock will will take it as an opportunity to play the kids. As for Owen Beck, that's a hell of a game to throw him back into. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I think he probably would take him over uh, Scanlon or uh, mm -hmm. Chambers. Yeah, well, that's probably a reason he brought him back. And from what I understand, is he had a pretty decent loan. Was he a Dundee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was, he got he got some kudos while it's, he was there. It feels like it's been rare for one of our loans to be like, no, we want to keep him. <laughs> right, right. Um, the 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 other thing that I wanted to mention really quickly is uh, uh, I saw somewhere that Fulham at looking looking at Bobby. <laughs> he wants to leave Saudi. I don't know. It's it's all rumors because. Uh, I think he had a hat trick like his first match, yeah, <laughs> and, and haven't scored since. Um, and it's probably uh, shit, he, isn't it? I mean, like with small crowds and like not a very good standard. I mean, it's it's yeah. You might have like two or three good teammates, but every everyone else is is so yeah. far. So we 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 pride ourselves on the little amount we give to the Saudi league in this uh, podcast. So let's quickly move on <laughs> to. to Predictions, uh, Arsenal Fulham. Um, you know, I, I, uh, so by the way, I misspoke before. Apparently, Saka, leading scorer for Arsenal, has six goals, so no one should be questioning him. That Nunez failure for Liverpool only has five. Um, you know, I'd question what each had contributed towards their overall team's performance along the way, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll leave that there. Predictions, Arsenal, let's start with that, uh, Daz. Usually really good at this stuff. I hate to say it, but I got a spawny one-one. Oh, that would be the worst, right? Because then, yeah. Anyway, we'll go get into all sorts of. Okay, uh, I'll take that on. Hytham, what are you thinking? I want to say it's a draw, but at the same time, I don't want to wish it or even put it out in the uh, ether because that means another an extra match. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, so, don't, don't care if we lose this. Uh, from yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'd say one zip Arsenal, to be honest. I, and sounds, I sounds, not, sounds great. Sounds great. I would not lose any sleep over it. <laughs> the boys did good. <laughs> the game that probably matters more, first leg of the semi final, Daz. Anfield 2 0. Us. Only two. Okay. All right. 3 1. So having Liverpool. been. Having been at the 4-3, um, I think one of the problems we had in that game was it's like we were like, oh, it's only Fulham. I don't think we're going to fall into that trap a second time. I think this could be like a 4-0 um, if we keep on playing the way we played in the last few matches at Anfield. Uh, include West Ham in that, include Arsenal in that, include uh, Newcastle in that. So, well, yeah. I think that uh, I, 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 look, I watched the game against, I had nothing better to do, so I watched the Arsenal-Fulham game. Yeah, they're a tidy little squad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Anthony Robinson, Anthony Robinson generally tends to, was was he generally tends to do quite well against Mohamed Salah. Um, now that he's not there, maybe he'll fall off, and we'll just put his maraud down yeah. that right hand side. You're yeah, and... right, right. That tactic of trying to intercept Salah's passes will not work quite as well. But I think the thing I'd say is like the, the games they've lost in the last couple of months, they've not had Jimenez. 
uh, and they've had uh, Paulinho missing. There's people missing. They had everyone playing against Arsenal. We already played against that team. There was no one missing from that squad. Um, so I think we're not going to estimate them because I feel that was a bit part of the 4-3 that we were like, oh, we scored. We're going to win. Shit, <laughs> let them back into the game. Um, anyway, I think um, so. We'll leave it there. Um, we'll be back after the first leg against Fulham to see my 4-0 prediction stands up. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Hytham. Thanks, Daz. Um, I, uh, thank you, dear listener, for joining us. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with a friend. Follow us at First Day Copites on Twitter. We only tweet and retweet from sources we think are credible. Finally, music is courtesy of Hypnotic. They're a Welsh electro pop band, and you can find them at https colon forward slash forward slash hyperfollow.com forward slash hypnotic. Hypnotic is H Y P E N O T I C. Thanks so much to them. <laughs>